Welcome to this episode in our Indigenous podcast series. I'm Haley Wooden, Executive Editor of Business in Vancouver, and we're broadcasting today from the unceded ancestral territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh Nations. This series features conversations with various business leaders about reconciliation, and this series is timed to the launch of the third issue of McCook Peace Salem, which is BIB's Indigenous business magazine. It was out in hard copy last week, and you can find it online at BIB.com slash magazines. My guest today is Shazia Zeb Sobani, Vice President of Network Implementation at TELUS, but she's also leading TELUS's progress on reconciliation across the entire organization. And TELUS, of course, is a supporter of our magazine, as well as this podcast. Shazia, great to have you on the show. Thanks for taking the time. Good morning, Haley, and thank you very much for inviting me and giving me the opportunity to to talk about this very important topic of Indigenous reconciliation and how TELUS is leading the path in the technology industry for that. Before we begin, I do want to acknowledge that we at TELUS acknowledge that our work span over territories and treaty areas, that we are grateful for the traditional knowledge keepers and elders who are with us today and who have gone before us and the youth that inspires us. I am today joining this call from the traditional territories of the people of the Treaty 7 region in Southern Alberta, which includes Blackfoot Confederacy comprising of Siksika, Pegani, and Kainai nations, as well as Sutina First Nation and Stony Nakoda, including Chiniki, Bearspaw, and Besley First Nation. Calgary is also home to Métis Nation of Alberta Region 3. And I humbly recognize the land and the benefits it provides to us all. Thank you for adding that recognition. And as we know, reconciliation is something we should all be talking about and thinking about all the time. But I would add last week, of course, we had National Indigenous Peoples Day. Tomorrow is Canada Day. And I think both really offer additional opportunities to really reflect on Canada's history and on how we can all advance reconciliation. So on that note, tell me and our audience a little bit about what TELUS is doing to engage more deeply and meaningfully on the topic of reconciliation. Hilia, tell us we feel that there is a gap in collective learning about Canadian history through an Indigenous lens. And whether we are born or raised in Canada or like myself moved here later in life, we all have a responsibility to understand past and present injustices and acknowledge the harm inflicted. Part of the accountability is also to deepen our engagement with Indigenous people to support the reconciliation across multiple dimensions. In partnership with Indigenous people, we are dedicated to fulfilling our role and responsibilities in alignment with Indigenous-led frameworks of reconciliation that will progress the path of reconciliation in a deeply meaningful way. So at TELUS, we have been engaging with Indigenous nations and with Indigenous leaders for decades and decades because while doing the network build, we have to go through lands. But our engagement was very limited and our relationship building was very limited just to that particular activity. In the last 18 months, we became a lot more thoughtful and a lot more intentional about it. We believe that connectivity through our world-leading technology in concert with human compassion and ingenuity is integrally linked to positive economic, social, 
health and community outcomes. So taking that philosophy forward, we recognize that there is a need for engaging with indigenous communities in the way they want to engage with us and engage with each government as its own government and go beyond connectivity. But it has to start with connectivity though. We consider connectivity as a key underlying indicator of success and we recognize that every community has a unique way in which they want to leverage the innovative capabilities and opportunities that are inherent to broadband infrastructure. Whether it is to uh, revitalize the language in the community on the land for, for the people living there or the people who have gone out of the land to earn a living, or whether it is to, to um, use that technology to run the, the government functions or whether it is the use of the technology for remote education or access to digital remote health. So keeping that in mind, since 2000, when TELUS was investing uh, all across our country, and we have invested over $220 billion in, in network infrastructure, operations and spectrum, we became thoughtful that how do we start to divert that investment towards those connectivity gaps that we see on indigenous lands. I'm pleased to share that by the end of this year, we would have connected 191 communities across Alberta, BC, and Eastern Quebec to our gigabyte-enabled TELUS Pure Fiber Network. And additionally, there are hundreds of communities and lands they are connected through our 5G wireless network. Though we have made some progress there, we still have a long road ahead of us. We all need to work together to ensure that the advanced broadband connectivity, which does create that platform, which can enable a number of other social and economic outcomes, that we enable it as quickly as possible. And that can only be done through partnership where we have seen some great progress recently, both by the federal government and by the provincial government, and also by the organizations like All Nations Trust Company Pathways to Technology in BC that are working in partnership with the private sector to enhance and accelerate those connectivity efforts. However, having said that, we recognize that truth is necessary and it has to come before reconciliation. Reconciliation cannot be achieved if we don't fully understand the truth. We have been working with uh, Chastity Davis Alfonso to develop an e-learning which will be available to all our team members and anybody who works um, in a contract position with Chalice. We are so pleased to share, Haley, that we will be launching that e-learning next week. We are ready with it. As, as corporate and social purpose leaders in our industry, it is our responsibility to use our voice, business, and relationships to encourage reconciliation across Canada and particularly across corporate structure. That's very exciting, particularly with the upcoming launch of this e-learning initiative. And of course, our listeners would be familiar with Chastity. She has hosted one of the episodes in this series. She also edits our Indigenous Business Magazine. So a friend certainly to BIB. And uh, I think the work that she's doing with regard to reconciliation, widely recognized and celebrated. Uh, 
you mentioned connectivity, you mentioned uh, commitments that TELUS is making around reconciliation and that there's also, of course, and likely always will be more work to be done to deepen how we reconcile the past and how we engage with different communities. TELUS, I understand, was the first technology company in Canada to actually publicly commit to an Indigenous Reconciliation Action Plan. I'd love to know first the work that went into that plan, so a bit of the backstory, as well as what that means and what it really involves in terms of being a commitment. Yeah, great question, Haley. Um, so as I said, that in the last 18 months, we became a lot more intentional that we need to play a more pronounced role to take on our own accountability. So when we started to think about it, we really started to think about how do we lay the foundation, right? So our action plan and our indigenous reconciliation plan is really informed by the three foundational documents, right? The first one being Truth and Reconciliation Commission's 10 principles of reconciliation and the 94 calls to action. Second being United Nations Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous Peoples Third being the final report of the Indigenous inquiry into missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls, 231 calls for justice. Additionally, we are guided by progressive Aboriginal relations certification process through the Canadian Council of Aboriginal Businesses. And the most important of all, engagement with Indigenous people. We have hosted 18 engagement sessions with Indigenous leaders, elders, subject matter experts and indigenous team members from across our serving areas to develop our commitment and action plan. We have held so many conversations and we have noted down 82 recommendations and suggestions coming out of those sessions. So that's how the journey began, right? And then as we started the journey, uh, we realized that what we are putting, what, what we want to put in place needs to be encompassing on the guidance from the elders, but also constant consultation with the nations, acknowledging that how different governments are set up and how they're different and how we can work best with them and how our plan can be informed by the unique needs and the requirements of every Indigenous nation. Our ultimate objective is really to ensure that our IREP supports the success of Indigenous communities and people in the ways they want to be supported by TELUS. And this is really done by doing a few other additional things, right? So we lay the foundation through those uh, foundational documents, but then we acknowledge that understanding the intersections between reconciliation and TELUS's line of businesses is very important. Also that understanding reconciliation needs to be embedded across our organization. Our IRAP working group is made up of 32 individuals who represent more than 55 VP groups across our Canadian operations. The IRAP working group members are playing a dual role in developing TELUS's commitments. One, they're guiding us and informing us on a number of different actions that we need to take, but they're also activating reconciliation efforts within their own business areas. 
it's very important that we embed those principles of reconciliation and understanding of the truth across the entire organization. Another important thing is making a commitment is one thing, but holding ourselves accountable is another. And accountability is extremely important. So we are holding ourselves accountable through a number of different things. One is that we have a public action plan. Last year in September, towards the end of September, we went public, which marked us, as you quoted, the first technology company in Canada to go public with our Indigenous Reconciliation Commitment. Secondly, we have effective governance in place, which is measuring performance against our objectives through our annual report that we publish every year in November. Moreover, in support of the internal working groups, we have a quarterly scorecard and we meet on monthly basis to track our progress and monitor our activities and measure our success against those objectives. That scorecard is held at corporate level. TELUS has also enrolled in the Progressive Aboriginal Relations or PAR program last year. We are at committed status now. It's a certification program by CCAB or Canadian Council of Aboriginal Businesses that confirms corporate performance in Aboriginal relations. We are bullish to reach our bronze status as quickly as we can. Throughout this process, engagement will remain a cornerstone of TELUS's commitments and actions moving forward. We continue to be flexible, hold ourselves accountable while engaging, listening, learning, and adapting. Moreover, Haley, to hold ourselves, uh, ourselves accountable in April of this year, we have launched Indigenous Advisory Council uh, which initially has four Indigenous subject matter experts, including Carolyn Hilton, Dr. Kim Wender Wooder, uh, Shani Gwen, and Luke Lenny. We will be inviting additional six members to join Indigenous Advisory Council by 2023. The purpose of that Advisory Council is to guide us through our progress to share their Indigenous-led experiences and Indigenous-led frameworks uh, so that we, we, we stay on the right course as we make progress through our action plan. That's great to hear. And lots happening clearly at TELUS on this very, very important topic. I'm curious, is there a timeline established for when you want these commitments to have been completed or sort of a timeline associated with this action plan? We are a metric and performance-driven company. We would not have put a scorecard without the targets and the timelines. So last year in November, through our annual report, we committed for uh, 15 commitments and 19 actions that we will complete by the end of 2026, but the most of them will be completed by the end of 2024. Those actions and those commitments, they revolve around the four key strategic pillars that are the foundation of our overall IRAP, right? Which is connectivity, enabling social outcomes, uh, understanding history, embedding cultural responsiveness and relationships and driving economic reconciliation. Now you mentioned, and I mentioned as well, TELUS was the first company in the tech space in Canada to publicly announce this sort of a plan and to make commitments around reconciliation in this way. 
one of the things about being first is you can't look to say another company in the same space to see what they've done. I'm curious if you think that other companies might look to what TELUS has done for them to sort of inform how they go about doing something similar. Yeah, so 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 definitely, I think as you said that um, it's a position of honor, but at the same time, it's a position of accountability as well. Um, so we have consulted, as I shared, very very deeply across the indigenous leaders, elders, and the documents that could guide us. But at the same time, we have consulted others, um, especially in resource industry, right, who have already taken some of those steps and. From our perspective, they are sitting at the gold standard. Also, what we are doing is that we are reaching out to a number of stakeholders that TELUS interacts with, right? And we want to really uh, motivate them and invite them to come and learn on this journey more with us and also establish some partnerships because as you bring more people onto the same platform, you increase your reach, you increase your availability to the resources, you increase your expertise, and then you can actually create better outcomes. So in terms of uh, um, laying the path for others, we want to work, first of all, those who are working closely with TELUS. We work with a number of other technology companies. We are in discussion with a lot of those companies that how we can bring our forces together, what they are doing uh, but what they do the best and what we do the best, bring it together and then start to create better outcomes for those communities where we are bringing connectivity. Um, so I think we are playing, we are trying to play a dual role again. We are learning from others uh, who are ahead of us on the path, and we are trying to bring those others with us who are behind us. And you, I introduce you, you have a title in addition to leading reconciliation for TELUS. This is a hugely important file and topic, but it takes a lot of work because we've been talking about there's so many pieces and so much to consider and a lot of engagement and connectivity at the core. Do you have any advice or general best practices you can share uh, with other companies that are listening and maybe starting to do that work or somewhere along in the process of doing this work? What have you learned and what is it really important to keep in mind when doing this? Yeah, that is a really great question because I think it really starts with the, with the journey that we have to start on getting to know the truth, right? When we think about the, the, the entire concept of reconciliation, you just can't start it without going through the process of healing and to, um, for yourself to go through that process and to support others around it, especially Indigenous peoples of Canada, you need to know the truth, right? And uh, uh, as I said, the, the biggest thing that I can share here is uh, the journey that we started and the role that Chastity played in that journey. So about two years ago, when we thought that, hey, we need to be a little bit more thoughtful in this uh, area of opportunity, we brought our entire leadership team together, which would be all our vice presidents, all our directors, obviously in smaller groups, because TELUS is a huge company. Um, and we indulged ourselves in a two-day-long workshop with Chastity 
where we started with improving our understanding of history through storytelling. Going through incidents, going through snippets, going through stories around survivors of residential schools, looking at injustices, uh, understanding some of the foundational documents, and then progressing towards that, okay, what role can we play now? So I think what I will share as suggestion is that allow yourselves to do the learning, uh, get bought into the idea, do your personal learning, right? I personally have been reading a lot of literature, a lot of books, listening to a lot of podcasts, uh, mingling with a lot of local indigenous families to understand their personal experiences. So give yourself time to learn as a leader, as an organization. Don't, don't be in a hurry to get to the action without understanding fully the truth. And then get to, to the next step. I think that would be my biggest suggestion for other companies to understand. And then after that, when you bring the culture to the level where the organization is ready to take action, don't just determine what's right. They talk to talk to indigenous communities, talk to indigenous leaders and elders and understand that how we can help them with their unique needs and with their unique goals. I think those would be the two things that I will I will leave the audience with. <laughs> Thank you for sharing those. And I think it's so critical, as you mentioned, to start with truth and start with the healing. You really need that before you can have that meaningful reconciliation. I'd be remiss, Shazia, if I didn't ask you specifically about the Truth and Reconciliation Commission's call to action number 92, of course, very relevant, asking the corporate sector and leadership to adopt UNDRIP for the United Nations Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous Peoples. I'd love to know what a company like TELUS, how they view that, first of all, and what sort of adoption of those principles means and looks like within a telecommunications company. Yeah, absolutely. I think you can't start the reconciliation without being bought into that fully, right? So when we look at call to action number 92, which really calls upon the corporate sector in Canada to adopt UNDREP as a reconciliation framework and apply its principles, norms, and standards to corporate policy and core operational activities involving indigenous peoples and their lands and resources. So that is like encompassing of like literally everything, right? So there are a few things that, that we have done to make sure that it's embedded across our, our entire organization. And I'll start with giving you a little bit more visibility into how we have uh, structured our IREP. I mentioned the four pillars. Our strategy weaves together our strategic intent, values, and priorities with four guiding pillars where TELUS has brought them together in the light of UNRIP particularly that can enable greatest outcomes as informed by Indigenous people. So, of course, first of, first of all is connectivity, right? So, first of all, we intentionally um, stepped up and have assumed targets and objectives that how we will collaborate with indigenous governments and organizations to deliver advanced broadband connectivity to the communities within our serving areas. 
right? I mentioned that by the end of this year, we would have connected 191. There are another 20 more indigenous communities uh, that are on the books to be connected by, by the end of uh, next year. And I do want to mention a couple of examples here because that really brings it to the reality. We have been working in BC within the area of Caribou Chilcotin. That partnership started with Antco back in 2019, where we looked at the first nine First Nation reserves within Caribou Chilcotin to bring connectivity. By the end of this year, there would be 19 indigenous communities across the region that will be connected. And along with that, there will be 121 kilometers of highway coverage along Highway 20 corridor. So this is what the action and accountability is all about, right? So as we adopt the principles of UNREP, I think the action and the accountability is at the heart of it. So this is, this is like one example that how we are taking connectivity very seriously. The second thing is enabling social outcomes, right? So we don't want to stop just by bringing the, the, the connectivity to, to the lands and reserves. We want to put that connectivity to a good use. So underpinned by our team's passion for creating stronger, healthier communities, develop and expand programs that look beyond connectivity to enable communities for longer term prosperity and success, we've been looking at how can we work with the communities to address what's important for them. I have a couple of examples to share there. We have expanded our mobility for good for indigenous women at risk of violence across Canada in partnership with indigenous led organizations this year. This is a direct response to 231 calls for justice and a way for us to leverage our technology to support Indigenous-led priorities. The program was developed in partnership and consultation with four Indigenous-led organizations in BC and Alberta, and it's providing free smartphones and data plans to Indigenous women who are at risk or surviving violence. Another example is that we are the first company to launch the Indigenous Community Fund this year in support of Indigenous peoples in our serving area. Our first round of funding is supporting five Indigenous-led organizations, including Indigenous STEAM, Eden Valley Stone, Nakoda Community Gardens, a project by Enoch Cree Nation, um, and uh, First Nation ground penetrating radar for Prince Rupert and, and Port Edward Society. So those are some of the some of the uh, examples where a technology company can go above and beyond to completely embed UNREP principles across the organization. I've already touched upon our accountability around cultural re responsiveness and how excited we are to be launching our e-learning, but I would be remiss not to mention that we have engaged ourselves in a number of partnerships so that we can explore creative ways and methods to collaborate and amplify Indigenous artist voices and talent. We partnered with artist Carrie Newman and the Canadian Museum of Human to digitize the witness blanket which will increase the accessibility of it to Canadians and further educate um, the, the 
us and everybody else on on Indian residential school era honor the children and symbolize ongoing reconciliation through that. We also work with other artists and display their art on our buildings and in our offices. We also have the art of indigenous artists displayed on our vehicles in Vancouver and in Chilliwack areas. Right? So, um, and then lastly, and the most importantly is our commitment towards economic reconciliation, which has a three-dimensional framework around procurement, employment, and professional training. Right? And we are trying to kind of address it from all different aspects. In fact, we are actively working with RICE Consulting right now to develop an indigenous employment policy. Last year, TELUS Pollinator Fund for Good was proud to announce a $2 million investment into Raven Indigenous Impact Capital Fund. Raven is the world's first indigenous impact fund dedicated to addressing the systemic racism and colonization that have contributed to resourcing gap for indigenous entrepreneurs and enterprises. So I think those are Haley, some of the examples how a technology company like TELUS is going above and beyond the, the basic and the foundational engagement and relationship parameters and, and trying to work with indigenous governments and indigenous people to understand what their needs are and work with them to make it possible what they want to achieve. A lot of wonderful, practical, real-world examples you just shared there of sort of reconciliation and under principles and action. So thank you for sharing those. In the final few minutes we have left, Shazia, what will you and TELUS be focused on in the very short term? You shared some of your commitments and what you're driving toward, but over the, the final six months or so or five months of this year, what has your attention? Yeah, I think, first of all, we are very focused to, to um, deliver on the commitments and the goals that we have shared publicly, right? We want to achieve PAR certification and, and bronze certification by demonstrating sustained leadership and our commitment to working with Indigenous businesses and prosperity Indigenous communities. We are head down on revising our procurement strategy. We also want to make sure that we are working and designing procurement uh, practices that encourages small indigenous owned businesses to, to feel um, included, to feel part of that process. And I'm really glad to share that we have been engaging with some companies like West Earth Services, um, which is doing some drone-based work for us. We had created through our Calgary Pure Fiber Build, uh, working with Blood Tribe, a physical locates by Great Plains Aerial. We have been able to work closely with Eagle Green Flagging in BC to, to consume their entire capacity. And now we are working with them to increase their capacity. And recently in a conversation with Matt Holt, who's the owner of Eagle Green, is very excited about this unbelievable opportunity with us. So I think that's where we are focused for the next six months, that how do we become more targeted 
how do we make sure that we remain on the path where we have made the commitments and then the most important thing how do we maintain our ongoing engagement we have held the first session with our advisory council that i have an honor of co-chairing along with sean velly who's a board member on telus board and now we are looking forward to our next quarterly a conversation so that we can review what's on on plan for the next 6 months and for the next 18 months great to hear thank you so much for your time today shazia and for being so open into sharing insight about what this process has been like for telus it's very helpful thank you thank you once again haley and to the entire biv team for inviting me and for giving me the opportunity to share telus's journey on the road of reconciliation It's great to have you. Shazia Zabsobani is Vice President of Network Implementation at Telus and she's also leading the company's progress on reconciliation which you heard about today. You can find all of our podcasts at biv.com/audio and of course our indigenous business magazine Macook Pisalim at biv.com/magazines. We're grateful to have Telus as a supporter of both that magazine as well as this podcast today. I'm Haley Wooden, executive editor of Business in Vancouver. Thanks again for joining us.